This is family time 113. We're moving into the relationship skills, social emotional learning competency. So we're going to talk about relationships. And when I say the word relationships, I don't necessarily mean romantic relationships. Sometimes we think about that when we hear the word relationship, but it's really any connection that we share with another human being. Could be a friendship, could be a teammate, could be members of our family. We have relationships in all of those areas. And we want to build healthy relationships. We want to establish relationships that build us up. We want relationships that make us better. And we want to be a member of a relationship where we're elevating the other person as well. That's a healthy relationship. And there's a lot of things that contribute to that. That's where I want us to start. I want you to identify a relationship you deem to be a healthy relationship. That's based on whatever criteria you decide. And then we're going to discuss that, why you think this relationship is positive. It can be a relationship from your own life, a relationship you have with someone else. It could be a relationship that's been modeled for you, that you maybe see in your family or that you maybe see in a friend group. Or it could be a relationship that you pick out of a movie or a TV show or a book. Something that you're like, oh, I really admire the traits of that relationship. I know I'm going to share some of mine when we're in class. And I'm like, oh, I, I like this. The one that sticks out to me, if you've ever seen the movie Rocky. <laughs> Rocky Balboa, the Sylvester Stallone movie. Where in the first Rocky movie, Rocky, the title character, starts dating this woman named Adrian. And Adrian's brother is asking Rocky about why he likes her or whatever. And he says... She fills gaps. And Pauly, the brother, is like, I don't, I don't understand. What do you mean? And Rocky's like, well, I got gaps, and she has gaps, and together we fill gaps. And I always thought that, that struck me from a young age. I thought that was such a great description of a healthy relationship. That everybody is coming in with their own shortcomings, their own challenges, and the best relationships are where we can fill gaps for each other. We kind of balance each other out, lift each other up, because we're, we're bringing some different things to the table, but together we get to be sort of better than the sum of our parts. And I always thought to me that was such a, a great base idea for a healthy relationship. So I want you to pick a relationship and we're going to discuss why you think that's healthy, why you think it's a positive relationship. But then I want to talk about what we do when we find ourselves in a negative relationship, a relationship that's unhealthy. And that's really any relationship that's holding us back or tearing us down. And that's when we have to advocate for ourselves. We have to be willing to, to stand up and maybe alter 
an unhealthy relationship or one of the most difficult things is to end an unhealthy relationship. That's really tough. And I see students struggle with it all the time where there's maybe a relationship in a student's life and it's clearly weighing them down. It's causing them a lot of stress, a lot of trauma. And we often feel like we shouldn't leave those relationships or or that it will get better. And sometimes we can work and improve a relationship, whether it's a friendship, whatever it is. But sometimes, and this is hard to do, we have to remove ourselves from an unhealthy situation. That's really tough, especially when we maybe feel a sense of loyalty or responsibility towards someone else. And being, being advocates for ourselves doesn't always mean ending a relationship, but it means being clear about what we need from the relationship. When I think of self-advocacy, when I, I think for a long time I wasn't very good at this. And when I think about when I really had to develop some more self-advocacy skills, it was when I had some health problems starting back when I was 28 years old and it really ran until the time I was about 32 years old. And I was going to a lot of different doctors and I was having a lot of different procedures and different surgeries and things like that. And it was scary and it was frustrating. And I would maybe go see one medical professional who thought, one thing and then another medical professional who thought something else and sometimes they didn't agree and sometimes early on I probably wasn't I probably didn't do a very good job of advocating for myself and being clear about how I was feeling and how some of these things were impacting my life and then I would get frustrated when I thought that a doctor or some medical professional wasn't wasn't maybe taking the situation as seriously as I was, and that makes sense. I I was the one dealing with the medical issues, and I really had to take some steps to advocate for myself to be very clear with what I wanted to accomplish from the meeting we were having from the procedure that I was having, this is what I want to get out of it. This is where I want to get back to. I want my health to be here. And even if we'd make some progress and I would sometimes feel like maybe a doctor would be like, all right, well, there we go. Now this is your new normal. And I would push back eventually and be like, well, no, this is not, I'm not happy with being here. We're going to take a step farther. This is where I want to be. And that's tough. It takes some courage to stand up for ourselves. Sometimes we feel like maybe we don't deserve that or or maybe it's sometimes maybe we think it's it's our ego a little bit if we're standing up for ourselves, but it's important to take care of ourselves. I've looked at a lot of different things about self-advocacy. There's a lot of stuff out there about 
how we can best advocate for ourselves. And a couple of things that I've kind of put together from different sources and, and kind of combined some things. Trying to kind of break it down into like three parts. First, I would say that the most important thing, if we're going to build some self-advocacy skills, is that we have to recognize and believe in our own value. That we deserve healthy relationships, that we deserve positive things in our lives. That's why we start the year talking about what each of us brings to the table, what value we have. Because all of you have inherent value. You're all bringing something positive. And it's important that we recognize that we are of value and that we deserve good things in our lives. That's how we start to build self-efficacy. So we have to start there. And if I can say anything to that idea, it's that no one has a right to make you feel less than you are. Absolutely no one. It doesn't matter if it's a family, friend, whatever. No one has a right to make you feel less than the incredible person you are. And if someone does that, if someone tears you down, if someone makes you feel bad about yourself, if, if someone is mean to you, if someone is cruel, that says everything about that person. And it says very little about you. That really has nothing to do with you. That says everything about that person's pain, that person's traumas, that person's insecurities. And I'm not judging another person in that situation. But when people lash out at other people, it's because they're not having a, a need met. There's an issue that, that they don't have under control. And that's why they're lashing out. So that's the first thing we have to understand, that when someone is not treating you well, that doesn't have a lot to do with you. And it's important that you know you deserve healthy, positive relationships. The second thing is, if we're going to advocate for ourselves, we have to do some planning. We have to practice. We have to practice advocating for ourselves, even in small ways. And advocating for ourselves doesn't mean being rude or always, always thinking we should get exactly what we want with disregard for what other people want or how it may impact other people. That's not it at all. But it's, it's practicing and, and really taking stock in what is important to us? What do we need to be happy? What do we need in a, in a healthy relationship? And the third thing, I think, when we're, when we're going to advocate for ourselves is then we need to be clear. We need to be a little bit assertive. And again, assertive doesn't mean 
rude or authoritarian or or petty or letting our ego get in the way. It just means that if we're going to self-advocate, that's not the time to, to be coy or to sort of play games. It's to, to have a clear definition for ourselves of what we need and to articulate that to another person or group of people in, in our relationships, in our friendship groups, in our families, amongst our teams, whatever it is. We have to know our value. We have to practice self-advocacy. And then we have to be clear when we advocate for ourselves. There's a lot of other things that can be brought into that. But that's what we're going to discuss this week. Let's identify some positive, some healthy relationships. And then let's start talking about how we advocate for ourselves. Because that's such an important skill that we don't always practice. Until next time, much love. (laughs) 